Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take Hello. Welcome back to Heart and Hustle Podcast. I'm just going to throw out there that if you are on social media, which you probably are, you can tweet us at Heart Hustle Pod and Facebook and Instagram. We are at Heart and Hustle Podcast and you can use the hashtag Boss So Hard. Show us what you're up to. Uh, just, I, I feel like we just kind of forgot to do those messages for a really long time. So I'm like, let me start doing them. We again. did them. We did them last week. Okay. That was like the, the first time last, that we're like in a hot you. minute. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know, when I get Follow. those out there, we Thanks. we love to see all of your stuff because, I mean, a lot of you are very inspiring. You're doing more than I am doing. So good for you. <laughs> I like, I think that 2018 is like the year of doing the most and I'm all here for it. Oh my word. You know? Everyone's doing the most right now. Yeah. In the best way. Like, I love it. I'm very about it. Also, we're really, really excited because um, we just got done talking about our Twitter chat that we we're going to do. Um, so this is kind of something we've been talking about for a while and wanting to put together um, so that we can kind of connect to all of you more and kind of extend this conversation between, you know, it's like it's always the two of us talking or we're talking to a guest, but this way we can actually talk to you about yeah. these topics. So, so that'd be awesome. we'll probably revisit some of the topics that we've had on here already and expand upon them and also talk about new topics and have um, some really awesome featured guests like during the Twitter chat. So, yeah, we'll see how they're going to go. But right now, for the next three months, we're going to do the second Thursday or the second Tuesday, sorry, of every month at 2 p.m. So that's going to be May 8th, June 12th, and July 10th at 2 p.m. So definitely go follow us on Twitter again at Heart Hustle Pod so that you can join us for those chats. Thanks. Yes. Also, it was Angelica's birthday. And so she is a year older I mean, and a year wiser. A and whole she's, year. You're already, like, much wiser than, like, most people twice your age. So I am the wisdom continues. Sophia Petrello. Yes. Trapped in <laughs> a 28-year-old body. <laughs> and I've been Sophia Petrello my whole life. <laughs> you are definitely, like, an old soul. I am definitely. an old soul. But, like, a real old one. <laughs> yeah, like, like not like a, a 50, like an old soul. all the time soul. I'm an old soul, and I'm like, yeah, I feel that. But then I'm like, no, you're, I'm like, like, on another 75 level. 75 plus, yes. friend. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm up there, and that is why You I, might be, like, 83, though. Oh, my word. Yeah. I hang out. I have opportunity on behalf of Clumps of Mascara to do this Disney media event for Late Night Disney Springs. Um, and I just hung out with the people who were <laughs> the adults, like the older people. And I was like, this, these are my people. You're like, like, bring me the old people. Give me all the older people. Um, shout out to the Parque in Orlando <laughs> blog and Twitter. <laughs> for those people, it's an um, older couple who writes about all the parks, but in Espanol. Like God bless them. Yeah, I'm an old soul. I I like getting older. I know people are all like, oh, you change your mind when you're 30. Man, getting old it's sucks. And I'm like, liars. girl, bye. Like, let's not. Because I, when I meet now, when I meet people who are like in their like early 20s or in their late teens, mm-hmm. 
I'm like, wow, God bless you. That's yeah, they terrible. Like babies. They're fetuses. Beti. So I read this um, tweet that I retweeted, but it says, "You will not peak in your 20s, and that is perfectly okay." Beyonce is 36 and gave the performance of her career. Donald Glover dropped critically acclaimed TV and musical bodies of work at 32. Lapita won her first Oscar at 31. Don't feel pressured to rush your own artistic journey. And I mean, I feel like anything can happen at any age, but I definitely feel like now that I'm like in my 30s, I'm like, this yeah. is such a great, like, Weird. I don't know why everybody was stressed out about this. Like, this is great because like, I don't know, like people expect certain things in your 20s and in your 40s that they don't expect in your 30s. Your 30s is kind of like a wild zone yeah. where like people, I don't know, people, I think people just think like most people in their 30s, a lot of people in their 30s end up doing like the kid, the house, yeah. the minivan thing. So they like kind of disappear into that God and like them. their identity is like really wrapped, like, you know, realistically, like a lot of people's identities are wrapped up in that at that time. So I think it's just kind of like a time where it's like you can just kind of do whatever and Coachella was all about moms, y'all. Like Beyonce has three children and is in her thirties and headlined How the show. Much do I? Cardi just, B was pregnant yes. and yes. just gave all I really her energy. I love how people have been like freaking out over Cardi B being pregnant too, as if like the world is going to end. I love the way she announced it on SNL. Cardi B and I are the same age. Yeah, you like were I was twenty five like, when I was dude, pregnant. It's fine. Like she Nothing. was like, I'm a girl. I would have been like, great I'm to not... be a millionaire. Like if I was a millionaire, I definitely win the GAF. Like. <laughs> I love like because the statement she gave she was like you know I just want to let people know like first of all I'm 25 I'm a grown ass woman so like I can have a baby. I'm not 19. She's like also yeah. she's like I you know I say this as humble as possible but I'm a millionaire. I'm like and the way oh that my she word. Said it was so great because it's like it's true like she's she she's has fine. no worries. She's going to be fine. Nothing like, bad happens. And people are act, like I understand where some women are coming from when they're saying like oh like Coachella she's while she's pregnant or whatever yeah. but it's like the reality is is like having a child or doing whatever being a certain age none of those things hold you back unless you allow them to do do they make things more difficult sure I am not a mom so I'm not going to sit here and say that having a kid and then continuing to run your business is easy but you can speak to that and I see you yeah. every day running a successful it's business fine. and having a child Nothing. so I'm like I know it, it can yeah. be done and Arsha Jones talked about you. this a lot in the past couple <laughs> she's gotten people on Twitter like fired up because she's like because she's like I'm so tired of people complaining about Beyonce having so much money she's like she just chose to do it and Arsha was talking about how she started her businesses Arsha runs two multi-million dollar businesses and she started one when she was pregnant like I think she was seven months pregnant she's like you gotta do what you gotta do mm-hmm. like so if you really are dedicated and not that's and I understand there are people who have different experiences like they may have experienced a traumatic birth or something may have happened with their child they may have came early or had some type of illness that you weren't expecting but if you have a healthy pregnancy if you are fine you can thrive while having a newborn and having a child and like the I mean we're gonna talk about sleep a lot in this podcast yeah. and I understand and that sleep is important and, and you optimize you work more efficiently having the optimal amount of sleep and that is a hundred percent true. But I just watched like I started watching Todrick Hall's behind the scenes of Todrick Hall's on Netflix right now. It How just came that? out. I was wondering if it was good. So I started it um right before I came over here. It's pretty good. But Todrick Hall doesn't go to sleep. He doesn't go to sleep. <laughs> He seems like he, he doesn't sleep, sleep. And, but yeah. it, and, but like that's the reality would. of like he never he he complains a little bit about how tired he is, but he never says it like oh I'm so tired why 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 he's like I know I'm tired because I want to do this thing where he yeah. you know shot sixteen music uh, twenty six music videos in two weeks oh, wow. he wrote these like he wrote that whole like uh, straight out of Oz basically in like yeah. a month or something like so it's cre- so but he knew that. Yeah. going in and he knew he was capable of doing it so I get it when people are like oh you know we, we should be against the hustle of minds and, and I don't disagree 
I think there is balance in that there, but I think there's seasons yeah, for there's, hustle. There's, all, there's seasons there's for season hustle, hustle there's and then there's balance for yeah. as well. And I feel like a lot of people are like, they act like if they can't do everything perfectly, and we yeah. get into that in the podcast too, but if you can't do everything perfectly, then you can't do it on. And like, you can sleep and still work out and still right. get your work done every day and still be a mom and still, you know, run your, like you can, like, you I don't want to, do like, like, I feel like we put a big emphasis in this world on like having it all. And I'm like, I feel like you can have it yeah. all. It's just not all of what perfect. you think it yeah. is. It's not all perfect. Like, like, I don't have a giant, I don't own a house. I don't have any property yeah, to my but name. I, like, I, w- I would look at your life and I would be like, you to me are someone who has it all. You have a great partner. You have a child. You have a business. Uh, you have great relationships with your friends and family. Yeah. Like you are healthy. Like you're living the life you want to live. So to me, that's having it all. And for you, that might not mean having a house because that yeah. weighs you down. That's my representation that... of having exactly. it all right now. Like if I need to get up and go to Chicago for whatever my days, I know I can take my family and yeah. get up and we can go. And I don't have to worry about oh my goodness, this thing needs to, somebody needs to come watch the house and exactly. da, 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 and all these things. Like it's a condo. Nobody's it's, coming in. It's definitely in. like what you make it. I'm like yeah. I I don't feel like I don't have it all because right. I don't have a child right now because I'm like I don't want a child. Right, right. but so you have it me, all for you point, right now. Yeah, at this point in time, and then when I do have a child, and like something else flexes off my whatever list, like that'll be fine because to me, that's still what I am. What what you want is happening. Yeah, but, like, if you can have the things you want, then that's you know, life is relative. Not a specific list that you need to be checking off. You can have an accident; issue. it can completely change. Like your life can change at any minute, and that is very true. And I think that's been kind of the argument that people put against entrepreneurship and the inconsistency of having consistent you know what I mean like, like so inconsistent what if you have an accident and you're paralyzed and all these weird things that can happen to anyone yeah bad not things, gonna be bad any things can happen a, at any time there are so many people who didn't expect really bad things to happen to them and they have and you have to adjust and you have to struggle a little bit and that's just the, the cards that life deal like it's not always pleasant and but that's just like like it's so weird to me that people are so they have such strong feelings about things. And I think it's weird to have strong feelings about things that don't have anything to do with you. Amen. Can you? Just not. Just not. <laughs> Worry about yourself. Amen. Stay in your lane. Keep your head down. And get to your goals in yeah. the way that you need to do best for you and, and also, your body. like, remember that sometimes a hustle season could literally be a two-week situation. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, it doesn't need to exactly. be, like, some people are like, oh, well, that means that I just have to hustle for, like, four years. Like, no, bro. Like, sometimes, like, I'm sure with Todrick, when he was, you know. That was, like, like a couple those, of months yeah, of his it's time. Like, sometimes it's, like, for a few months or for a few weeks. Like, a lot of times, like, when speakers have tours, it might be, like, a two-month tour. Right. That for those two months, those eight Intense. weeks, is going to be a little bit intense and it's going to be a lot but then when they get home they're going to get back to that Look. like no more normal schedule maybe you have like your clients are a little bit overloaded right now and that's going to be a three-week period that's going to be a little rough to get there but after that that hustle little you know, like burst of hustleness right during that time then becomes... you can get kind of back to that balance after that so don't don't let um like a tiny hustle season throw you completely out of whack and be like well now i now i can't do any of these other things now i can't quote unquote have it all because of that it's like no just get back to your your balance afterwards live your life you live your best life stay in your lane yes <laughs> And I am very excited to talk chat. to to hear you to for you to hear. I already heard it because I was there when we recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited for you to hear this episode uh, because we are going to talk a lot about health and sleep and all sorts of great stuff, but mostly sleep because you know that that's my favorite. Oh my word! Um, so I'm I'm excited for you to learn. Uh, get out your notebook. Oh my goodness! You're before you do that, because I'm like a, I'm trash. Go look up Julian Hayes on Instagram. Julian Hayes. I I. <laughs> Two yeah. eyes before you get to this interview. I would say because he that starts. Because... Uh, he starts it off like he's so humble about his like upbringing, and I just want you to, to look at the results of his work. 
Yeah, it's uh, Julian Haynes I I, and we both follow him, and the podcast follows him. So if you follow us, yeah. then it should Hayes, pop H-A-Y-E-S. up for you. Yes, it should um, be on Instagram. His voice doesn't match what he looks like, which mine doesn't either. And we kind of talked about that on there as well. So I saw him. I didn't see him until no. afterwards, and then afterwards I saw him, and I was like, oh okay, he's <laughs> a good looking guy. He's attractive. He's attractive. attractive. Yeah. All right, y'all. We always like to give you an attractive. I feel like all the men we've had on this podcast have been ridiculously attractive. Yeah, we haven't had a guy on here that's not like Like, muscular and like physique built stuff. And that's like it was not on purpose. No, we don't judge people, but just I'm just saying it doesn't. It wouldn't hurt you to hope it is Instagram while you listen to this podcast. Yeah. I'm just saying. Just, just listen. Helping you out today. Just helping you. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, enjoy. Welcome back. We're so excited because we have Julian Hayes here. And Julian is amazing. He actually reached out to us and wanted to talk about Christmas favorite subject, which was sleep. Sleep. Yes. <laughs> and that was like, all we read it was I like, sleep. he has like, this impressive bio and like amazing, like, you know, work history and all this different stuff and the programs he's built. And then we're just like, but he's the one talking about sleep. So yeah. yeah. The answer's I'm all yes. about it. I think, I think we all know at this point that I love sleep. Oh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Oh, so Julian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for our listeners who don't know about you and your brand just tell us a little bit about you and your background and why you're here today well first off thanks for having me i'm, I'm it's a it's an honor and pleasure to be here and uh, so a little bit about me is i'll go back a few years so it starts in about a teenager and i'm skinny i'm frail um i play basketball i get knocked around all the time Aww. so i Somebody blows at me, I'd probably fall. Um, <laughs> and so I go to college, and I'm still skinny and frail, but now there's, there's lots of girls around, and I'm trying to vie for their attention, <laughs> and it's not working. And so I see that they do seem to like people who are a little more muscular, but I, I think it's more about the confidence, but I didn't know that yet. That's a whole other story. But for me, I realized, okay, I need to find a way to get some confidence in myself. So I use superheroes and trying to impress girls as my inspirations. So I've read comic books my entire life. Same. So if you look at a comic <laughs> book, all the superheroes, they're pretty athletically built and stuff. And it's like, okay, that's my physique I want. So I guess I was doing visualization and law of attraction stuff before I even knew what it was. And I was like, that's the kind of built I need. And so I was never wanting to be this huge, big, bulky guy. And so um, I, got into the, I got into the fitness and the health and started studying it in my free time. And I loved it so much that I was like, I want to make a career out of this. And so I ended up going to medical school in New York for a year. And then in New York, my whole world is turned upside down because I'm from Tennessee. And Tennessee is fairly conservative compared to New York. Right. So I'm, I'm exposed to a lot of characters, to say the least. So... <laughs> And I get up there, and I'm like, wow, these people are doing some weird jobs, and they seem to be doing okay in life. And I was, and so I started questioning, do I have to follow this traditional path, or, you know, maybe can I make my own job up? And so I come back that summer, and I just wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm just like, this is it. I, I don't think I'm going back. And so I, I tell everyone, I'm not going back to school. I'm going to be a writer, and I'm going to start coaching people. And they're like, are you crazy? 
drunk? Are you high? Um, did something happen in New York? Or yeah, they're like, like, you oh, got into drugs, didn't right. you, while you were in New York? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I've always lived through a lot of my other creative friends who were writing screenplays and all this kind of stuff. And I just stayed over here in like the business and the business in and the science in. And I was thinking, you know, when I'm 55 or 60 years old, I don't want to look back and say, man, I really should have given this a try. And so I just started doing it, and luckily it's still working out. And so so now I guess the official thing, what I'm doing now is I'm working with a lot of entrepreneurs and companies and just people who want to perform at a high level and get more out of life. And I'm doing that by helping them create more energy and specifically mastering their nutrition and sleep. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think really that's something that people, <clears throat> especially entrepreneurs, we, we don't really think about, and we're going to talk about that a lot in this interview. Um, but the fact that you were saying, hey, I'm just going to jump in and make my own career, I feel like that's that's most of us <laughs> millennials, people who are our age, is that we're just kind of like the traditional path doesn't work for us yeah, or it does doesn't not. make sense you yeah. know there's no for, yeah for me it really didn't make sense right. like I like when I went into entrepreneurship it was like the markets were crashing everywhere and mm-hmm. like there was no stability everybody that was graduating with a degree wasn't finding a job and I was like why not just create my own path at this point like everything is a risk at this point yeah. so why not just do Might what I well. want to do and create the life that um, I want which you know I think a lot of entrepreneurs work so much and don't realize that because we do create our own schedules we can prioritize sleep and nutrition and that sort of thing but it just seems like we don't <laughs> like as a whole like it's something that I feel like entrepreneurs are not very good at so that's no. why I am glad that we are talking to you today um, so one of the things that you say that I really love is that you believe health is an investment and not an, ex- an expense right I love that and I, I think that a lot of people that um even have services for their business will say, oh, these photos are an investment. Right. Or, you know, this branding is an investment. And so I think that we can all appreciate what that word means. And it's an investment, not an expense. So can you explain more about what that means, especially for entrepreneurs? Yeah, it's it's something that I had to remind myself because at, at 22 years old, um, life was pretty easy. Um, I, I was a career student throughout most of my 20s. And um, there was, I just go work out and study and that's it. But then as I became, I'm 30 now. And as I started to run a business and make it grow and I have all these other responsibilities now, and it's very easy to let your health slip. And for me, what happened to me is I got so consumed with working and writing and trying to do all these other things that I actually let my health slip. And it wasn't necessarily just the physical, but it was more like my mental and my emotional side as well. Mm-hmm. And um, my sleep was suffering as well. And, you know, I, I just got to thinking like this, this, you know, I'm sacrificing all these things. I'm sacrificing all of this health right now so I can get this business goal or whatever. But then, you know, 10 years down the line, if I keep going at this pace, I'm not going to be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. So that's why I had to really switch my mindset and think more like an investor instead of just like a short-term consumer who's just thinking about today, but not tomorrow. Mm. I love that. I think we, um, first of all, the terms, the terminology short-term really applying to mm-hmm. your health is is not great. <laughs> like you, We really shouldn't do that. But that's what we do. We think about things in really short 
periods of time because we're always in the now as entrepreneurs we're only looking at this project this client this one thing that we're trying to do and we really don't sit and think about what that looks like in five years or seven years or ten years we have goals but yeah. we don't see exactly like where what are our what is our body going to look like in five seven ten years how are we sustaining ourselves how are we going to make it to those 10 years if we want to make a million dollars in a year but you you know what you have to do to make that million dollars but then when you get the million dollars is your body all worn out from putting all this time and effort into doing what you yeah, have to do can you so even enjoy it right exactly well now you're just point. paying nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars into medical mm-hmm. bills after you got that million dollars exactly yeah. exactly yeah. And, and you know um and when i went to my therapist and so i'm very open about that and she gave me this term and she's like you know, a lot of you millennials are, you know, you live in the microwave generation where everything's on demand, you know, where you used to have to go look up a term in a dictionary, now you can get it on Google. And so we kind of want all these results right now. And that's, sorry. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> no, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. And, and so with, you know, with the investment and a lot of times also when I thought about the investment was when it came to our relationships if you notice a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of times it becomes either their business or it becomes their relationships. And a lot of times those relationships get cut off and they don't get the quality that they deserve. And so that leads to problems down the line as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's something that's so um, about parenting and having a toddler is that um, reading about there was an article that was talking about so many people just pour into their kids because they're just so used mm-hmm. to having instant access themselves. And so if their kid wants something, they instantly just give it to them instead of, you know, like they prioritize these wants that aren't, you know, exactly that need to be prioritized. Like you're not going to die, die of thirst if you wait five minutes yeah. for something to drink. You know what I mean? But it's people who are growing up in the microwave generation, so to speak, we're so used to getting instantly. So if our kid says they're thirsty, you're like, oh, I gotta get you the water right now. And then it just becomes a larger problem as those kids get older. So definitely it's something to think about of making, being intentional about knowing that results take time and getting what you want takes time. And it's not something that just happens instantly. So I definitely think and your therapist the hit that. process of like the journey of right. working towards those results because it feels so good when you reach that goal, you know, whether it be business or health, you know, uh, it feels really good to actually work towards a goal. So like teaching younger generations like about that process and about that journey. Uh, Cause I think that nowadays we kind of are lost on it. People are like, eh, I could work out, but I could also just go get a whole bunch of plastic surgery and be done with it, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then all the like make, you know, six figures by, you know, next month, which I just got that email and I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> just delete. Hard pass. Oh, yeah. oh my was, goodness. Man, we see those a lot, you know, um, you know, six, uh, six weeks to six pack. Or, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's in every industry now. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it just pries on our emotions, but if you actually think about it and I'm just looking on past things that big goals that I've accomplished, it's, if someone would have gave me those goals just on demand, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much mm-hmm. because there's just something to be said about really buckling down and going after something and earning it because you mm-hmm. in that process become a much you become a different person, a better person. Right. I definitely agree 150% on that. And I think we definitely should challenge ourselves to enjoy the process a lot more than we do because we're so used to seeing all this advertisement for instant results. 
Um, so something that we always hear a lot about on the vein of hearing so much about things is that we should always be creating balance between work and personal life and understanding what that looks like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of times I feel like in my life personally, what that looks like is usually putting something to the side. On and the a lot of burner, people yeah. always, mm-hmm. for them, health and fitness is that first thing. They're like, I can go out with my friends and I can run my business, but you would think I'm going to have time to go to the gym or eat healthy or whatever that is. So... I would like to know from your training and what you've learned um, and how do you teach and coach other people, how can that be achieved through fitness while consistently high, operating at high performance? Because I think that's something that is important to entrepreneurs is that we still keep the performance that we are. And a lot of people think, oh, if I work out, if I do leg day, I'm too, I go too hard, I can't walk, and now I can't do my job properly. There's so many excuses. So what are some ways that we can just achieve goals and still have that a little bit of that balance, but still making sure that we prioritize fitness? Yeah, so I, I think, when, first of all, we got to think about what balance means. And balance is different to all of us. To some people, um, balance is working out really hard and, and, and killing it at the gym. And to some people, it's just working out to have enough energy so they can maximize their productivity at work and with their relationships and so forth. And so when I think about that, and I've heard that where somebody's like, man, I kill it at leg day. I don't feel like doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, there's probably a lot more things going on. And with entrepreneurs, a lot of times they're type A, and so they think they have to go hard in everything. Mm-hmm. And so... You, if you if you go hard in the gym, then you have to equally go hard in terms of like your regeneration process, which is like your sleep and your nutrition. And to get all this started, because that's a lot of that's a lot of um, variables right there. Um, you first have to sit down, and I like to map out what do I want my life to look like, mm-hmm. and then you put those important things that are for you. So for me, for hypothetically, I'll just say. You know, it's there's fitness and, and there's my business, okay? And then I I live by the schedule. Like, I love schedules. <laughs> and, I, and I love systems because it's like a machine. And so I don't have to think about it. And I, I know there's some predictability within my day. So a lot of times these people are going to feel overwhelmed just because their gym is actually not even scheduled. If the gym is just falling into whenever they have time to go. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to try to make up for missing a lot by going extra hard at the gym. And so instead, what you could do is maybe not go as intense each and every time and just go for like 30 minutes a few times a week and have that scheduled in and then have times in your, your work scheduled in. So for me, I wake up between 4.30 and 5. Mm. And... and so I know most of the time, for the first three to four hours, that's work time, so that's already covered. And then I have what I call my half time, and that's where I go work out and do my eating and stuff, which is a couple, which is like two hours, give and take, after driving. And then I have my next work schedule slot set up. And if people learn to create blocks with their time, then they're gonna feel a lot more balanced because when you don't feel balanced, it's really code for, I don't feel in control of my life, or I feel overwhelmed. 
Yes, I completely agree. Like I, I have been known to fall into overwhelm. Um, I am a schedule person as well. Like if I don't have everything scheduled out to a T, like sometimes people like take a peek in my planner, or my agenda, and they're just like, oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I schedule like everything down to the 30 minutes. Like I know what I'm doing, even with like my habits that I do every single day, I still write them in, like make my green smoothie in the morning. And I do, again, I do it every single day, but I still write it down because I, for me, if I have it all planned out ahead of time that I'm not gonna it's gonna take the guesswork out of it and for me like motivation can sometimes be a challenge too um so it's just easier if I already know like this is what you're doing it's written down there's no point in you know trying to do anything different like it's just all already here um so I try to plan when I'm at a time where I'm feeling like really balanced and motivated and I'm in a good space I normally do it like on Sunday night and I plan out for the week and then I just have every you know every 30 minute block pretty much is planned um and they don't have to worry about it, it just it just makes things easier <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I I fall in that camp too uh, every Sunday it takes me about 60 to 90 minutes mm-hmm. I, review, I review my week and then I also map out my um upcoming week and and I think sometimes it scares people. They're like, wow, this seems very rigid. But what that does is it gives you a sense of calm instead and freedom. Yes, yes. And there's still, there's still, you can still move things around. It just helps. For me, I, I can get really off task really quick. Mm-hmm. And I can start listening to music and reading stories or reading too many books. And the next thing I know, I haven't written a word today. And, you know, there's all this other stuff. And I, I, I forgot to eat. And now I'm going to get cranky. And so that actually helps me stay on task. Yeah, that is exactly how I would describe it as far as like people look at my schedule and think like, wow, very rigid. But for me, it's extremely freeing. Like it's it's so much easier than going through and having to make a ton of like tiny decisions throughout the day that are going to honestly take more energy than what they're worth. Um, because again, I, I forget to do things as well. Like I'll forget to eat and I definitely get off task. So to me, it's, it's, it's the opposite of limiting. It's very, very freeing to just know this is what I'm doing today. Now I just do it. You just carry it out. It's just follow through at that point, you know? Yeah. And that, you know, you know, as we're on this subject, that's actually a very underrated reason why people struggle with sleep at night. And I call it not settling the conflict is that they go to bed and they have so many things on their head Mm -hmm. in in their head they're thinking about everything they didn't do today or what they need to do tomorrow or they don't even know what they need to do tomorrow (laughs) and so you know they have all these things in my head whereas with me you know I can go to so today is Tuesday and I can go ahead I'll plan out my big five for tomorrow and I'll look at that and I was like okay cool and there goes all that anxiety and that's going to help me sleep that's why I you know I don't have a problem with sleeping you know, when it comes to with that specific issue, as um, a few people that I've spoken to who, who do, where they're just like, I can't just shut off my thoughts and I just have all this stuff running through my head. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and speaking of sleep, which is my favorite subject, <laughs> uh, so you travel a lot. So how do you maximize your sleep when traveling? Because I know a lot of people are not as comfortable when they're not at home. They don't have their special pillow. They don't have their humidifier or what have you. So how do you, you know, still maximize sleep while you're also traveling? Yeah, so the first thing is I, you know, like like a good sports team, I, I develop a scouting report of wherever I'm going and like my living arrangements and if it's up to me I like an Airbnb truth because then I can cook if I'm going to be there for like a week or so I can mm-hmm. cook or I can even find some kind of meal service to help me and 
there's something about hotels I don't really like that much. Look at so look at you. Thing. Same. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, and so and then so after I, I have the environment kind of mapped out, I there's a couple. I think about things that bring comfort to me, and so this might be different to other people, but for me, I I'm very sensitive to light, and I don't like a lot of noise. So I have I pretty much have a sleeping kit. So I have an eye mask have you know earplugs light exposure because that's one of the main reasons that's the key thing that keeps us awake and signals to our brain that um that we should be awake and that suppresses the melatonin which is um this key sleeping hormone for you and so those key those things right there now as far as like if i was getting on an airplane um the big thing is the easy thing is to just stay hydrated and the reason why I say that is because you can become dehydrated very easily on a plane due to the mm-hmm. air circulation systems. Mm-hmm. And that cabin pressure is dry and that recirculated air takes the moisture from your skin. And so besides water, don't forget your skin as well. So take a, a um, what's it called, a skin moisturizer with you. And so that's an easy one. And then we mentioned the light therapy at first. So like the, um, the blue lights and stuff, mm-hmm. so really limit that at night because that's going to signal to your brain that you're awake when you're actually trying to go to sleep. And then um, if you really want to get picky, I, I'm picky about the times that I arrive at places. So um, when I went to London, um, I wanted to get there early in the morning, even though it was going to be a, even though I left New York at like, like 10-ish or something. Yeah. But I wanted to get there then because it's easier for me to try to get some sleep that night. It was still going to be difficult, but it will be easier because it's morning over there and the sun is up. So that's signaling that, um, that I should be awake. And so that's kind of going to help my cycle a little bit. And hopefully um, I exercise that day as well to try to get myself more fatigued. And, and, and then it, it's the closest thing I can have to a normal day. So I would look at when you are going to arrive at certain spots. I'll look at that as well. And um, there's a resource I found recently. It's called Jetlag Rooster. And so mm-hmm. you can actually input where you're flying from and where you're flying to. And it kind of gives you a few tips to help start sh- shifting your sleep schedule to a new time zone. I love so, that. Downloading. So yeah, so that was pretty cool. There, I mean, they're selling products and stuff, but you don't really have to get that stuff. Yeah. No, it's just cool to know because, I mean, I... So the first time I really... Like, I've traveled out of time zone. And this is the dumbest thing about my life is that I went to Hawaii and it was easy to adjust to the five, six hour difference in time. And they're behind us. And it was like, you know, that was easy for me. But, like, the same year or maybe, like, a year, maybe a couple months later, we drove from Orlando to Destin and David and I, for some reason, my husband and I, we were just so thrown off by this one hour from going from Eastern to Central. Like, it's, it like just, too, it's close, too it's close, close enough. It's so yeah, close, so yeah. close. But it's just like, for some reason, we just could not figure out why we weren't. But it's also, I didn't prepare for it. I was prepared for Hawaii. I understood the differences. We knew we had a layover in LA, so that was a three-hour adjustment. And then, then go on and go over to Kauai. But I just, I didn't even think that Destin was in a different time zone because it's in the same state. Yeah. So I didn't prepare for it and it completely changed the game. We were completely wrecked that whole trip. So I definitely agree. Yeah. Preparing for it makes makes a huge difference. difference. Yeah. I try to be mindful of like 
when my flight is. Like, when we flew into Same. London, we did actually get there in the evening, but I didn't let myself sleep on the plane. So with, you know, couple that with like just the exhaustion of traveling and I did work out that day and everything else, I actually was able to like go to sleep on like at a decent time. Um, but yeah, like I, I wanted to sleep on the plane and I just had to keep struggling to stay awake because I was just like, no, no, don't sleep on the plane. Like even though sleeping on a plane is so comfortable, like I love it. That's like, like it's, you. It's <laughs> I'm like, like that is terrible. The motors and stuff, like it just really like makes me super calm. Plus, like if you're just on a plane for like seven, eight hours, I've you have nothing never else to do. On a plane, like, and mm-hmm. I I also take meds when I fly because um like I get sick when we land, only when we land, not the entire rest of the trip, but only when we land. But I have to take them like throughout the the trip, so I have to like fight against my meds, to also not be sleepy. So. So it was, you know, it was a whole ordeal, but it makes all the difference. And then you can actually maximize your time when you're there because you don't want to be traveling and, you know, being able to be somewhere else and enjoy that time and then not enjoy it because you're sleeping and, you know, sleeping through your days. Who you are these people that. who sleep? Yeah. So I don't even know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm jealous of I'm jealous of your ability to sleep on planes. Right. I, I cannot sleep on planes. Nope. Really? Is it like nope. a nervous thing or just uncomfortable, like seat wise? I think a lot of times I'm just excited. Same. <laughs> I, I, like, I like traveling. I'm just, I'm just excited. Me too. I'm excited too, but I'm like, I can sleep because I know there's nothing. Like, then it's going to happen sooner. Like, I feel not, it won't be sooner, but in my mind, it feels sooner because I'm like, well, if I sleep, when I wake up, we'll be there, you know? Yeah. It just, like, cuts I guess my, my time in my, half. My extended trip over, you know, from, from the U.S. to Europe, like, British, British Airlines, they fed me really well. Yeah. That's how I actually stayed awake is because... Like every 30 minutes, I would say they would come by with food or tea. So that really made it a lot easier. And I told them, I was like, hey, if I do happen to doze off, please wake me up because I want to stay awake. So I was like, every time that you come by to offer anything, like, please, like loudly, you know, shout at me. It's fine. Um, yeah. And we flew British Airways as well. So I think that that helped too. just having like, con- like I was like, OK, I'm having tea like every 30 minutes. This is going to help me stay awake. <laughs> Give me all yeah. the caffeine. <laughs> yeah, I-, I love British Airways. Oh my goodness. They're great. Yeah, that's actually the fastest trip, just so our listeners know, that is the fastest way to get from JFK uh, to Heathrow. If you want, if you're like not into the flying thing and you want the fastest trip you can be on, because my husband hates flying. So that's how I like got to coerce him into going. I was like, it's the fastest one. Like, you know, you can't get any faster. And he was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I hear entrepreneurs always like when we've been talking about this whole episode about like, oh, we can't prioritize our health because of this and that and this and that. So what are some common problems that you hear coming from a coaching perspective? I talked to some coaches yesterday uh, during the event and I just love hearing different perspectives of what they hear from their clients just because I know what my friends tell me, but (laughs) I want to know what they actually tell the professionals that they're paying. Like, we can't do this because of this thing. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's, I think number one, it's a lack of time management, and people, they're simply not organized. And you find it hard to believe because these people are pretty good at their business, mm-hmm. pretty good at their jobs, but it's almost like they're not treating their body like a business, mm-hmm. and and they're just they're not organized. And so they have these meetings, they have this other work stuff on their calendar, but they don't have. When are you going to work out? Oh, they don't have that on there. Or they don't think about where they're going to get their food at. So all of a sudden, 
it's been hours and they've only eaten once and so now there's snacks around so they'll just binge on the snacks and it might solve the issue in the moment but it's probably going to lead them to crash later on or just give them the munchies to go eat even more of the not so good stuff and so time management is number one issue and number two is a lack of systems and so what I mean by systems is like if you think about everything we do it you can pretty much it's pretty much a system like when you wake up in the morning what's your system and, ha- and routine you're most likely going to go to the restroom and brush your teeth wash your face and some people meditate or some people drink a glass of water and that's very systematized and so you don't even have to think about that part it's taken care of but when it comes to our nutrition we don't we don't have that so it's I'll eat whenever I find the time or I'll eat whenever I find something but there's no clarity around that nutritional system that they have and so that leaves a lot of mental energy that can be wasted and next thing that I'm going to look at on the list here is basically a um, oh I would be remiss to say that with the lack of systems and, and routines that definitely plays a part when it comes to sleep so a lot of people at nighttime, when it hypothetically comes to 10.30, they start to go to sleep at 10.15, and they just expect to immediately fall asleep. <laughs> and, so, and so it doesn't work that way. So you kind of have to get yourself ready to sleep. And so I like to look out the last 60 to 90 minutes of the night. And also, when you wake up, the first 60 to 90 minutes, and just look at how you wake up and how you go to sleep and have that routine down pack and the next one is a um a lack of balance and optimization and what i mean by that is um i like it's like an all or none mentality so if i'm going to do this if if you hear someone say i'm going to get really serious about my fitness i'm going all in i'm doing yoga classes i'm doing i'm strength training four times a week and i'm running also sometimes and so that's a little too much. You got to ease yourself into it because most people, most people can do that for maybe two, three weeks, and then life's not going to slow down for you. And then something comes up and it just wrecks their whole plan. And we see this a lot with the people who start their New Year's goals. Mm-hmm. So they're very good for the first three weeks of January, but then life gets real for them and it falls off. And I think the next one. A big one that I hear is I like to call this like flawed logic or <laughs> falling prey to health dogmas and specific camps. And what I mean by this is there's a lot of different diets out there. Um, like one that one that is popular right now is the ketogenic diet. Mm-hmm. And so you can hear someone who thinks they have to eat ketogenic. Mm-hmm. They have to do that. And even though the evidence is showing that it's really hard for them to maintain that type of nutritional lifestyle because um, the environments that they're in, their maybe their girlfriend or spouse or whoever, they don't even eat those same type of foods. So there's a lot of resistance there for them to maintain that type of diet. And they're creating a lot of unnecessary conflict. And, you know, when they could, you know, find something that is more in alignment with their particular lifestyle, their particular needs, that is also congruent with 
the, you know, the people around them as well. Because relationships and environments are oftentimes one of the biggest things that can break apart someone's fitness and health goals. It's because, you know, if you don't have a spouse or a loved one that is supporting you and they're always doing things that are not incongruent in alignment with what you're doing, you know, that's, that's conflict. And, you know, I've seen people that can start to argue about that or, or it, you know, some people can get jealous, you know, that's very extreme, but the point of the matter is that it creates unnecessary conflict and resistance that you don't need because you have, you're working your business that you really have to face that with. Yeah, my mom is one of those people that like lays down and if she doesn't fall asleep immediately, she's like, oh, I give up. Time to get back up and do a whole bunch of different things and be bit, like basking in blue light all night. Um, and so I like my, my whole family like swears that they're insomniacs. Yeah. Um, and like I have had trouble in the past sleeping as well. But for me, when I changed my habits, yeah. it, it like now I can actually I was always jealous of my husband before because he could like lay down and then like just be asleep immediately. And I was like, what is this? But now I'm normally like asleep within like 10, 15 minutes of laying down, which it used to take me like three hours, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, it was it was bad. And so I'm trying to like explain that to my family that like it's like, yeah, it might feel like you're an insomniac and maybe you are. However, like I used to always like like lay in bed I would say on average every night would be like one and a half to three hours um and so and now it takes me like 10-15 minutes um it like the the habits change everything yeah I'm so spent at night and from the way that my day is set up that you know I'm ready to sleep yeah and it's not it's not like I'm I'm doing anything like I'm not doing like crazy biohacks or anything I'm really just um like for me I I look at things in 90 minute cycles and I learned this from a, from a sports coach who's, you know, he coaches athletes with their sleep and stuff. And you know, the average sleep cycle is 90 minutes. So he just assumed to look at our days in 90 minute cycles. And so for me, you know, the first thing in the morning is I want some kind of exposure to light. And so luckily I live in a region where I can get light from the sun a lot. And so that's going to help because when I get light from the sun and that's, that's turning off my melatonin and it's helping me be more awake for the day and it's um and then i like to exercise in the morning or early afternoon as well because if you exercise too late at night or close to your bedtime think like maybe within two hours of sleep it's it's more difficult for some Mm -hmm. people because what you're doing exercise is raising cortisol which is a stress hormone. It's not bad. I know it gets a, it gets a bad rap, but anything in excess is bad. So cortisol and melatonin are opposites. So in the morning, you would like cortisol to be a little higher because that's going to make you more focused and alert, and you want melatonin to be down. But then at nighttime, you want the, the inverse. You want the cortisol to go down and then the melatonin to go up. So... That's why in the morning, you know, it's the exposure to light. It's the um, exercising earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. And then at nighttime, I'm more coming down and doing things that are more so going to relax me. And that's also what the, we mentioned the blue light earlier. That's the thing with blue light. That's the exact reason because that's going to signal for our cortisol instead of the uh, melatonin. Yeah, and when back when I had like such trouble getting to sleep was when I would be, you know, on my computer 
like I was a wedding photographer at the time, so I'd be like editing images till like 10 p.m. And then I'd like go lay down at like 10:30 and be like, why can't I fall asleep? This is so confusing, you know. So it's like number one, I changed what I do for a living, which is actually kind of helped. Um, so, so I'm not on the computer as often, but like I do most of my computer work like earlier in the day, um, and then I do like my afternoons are normally spent. I mean, you know, sometimes I have to be on the computer again in the afternoon, but if I have a chance to do like an in-person meeting or something like that, I normally mm-hmm. schedule that for a little bit later, like two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. Um, and then, you know, I shut down the business earlier in the day too and, and get focused on like eating and, you know, working out and spending time with friends and family and stuff before um, getting to bed. Uh, so yeah, like those those routines make all the difference and understanding the hormones in your body and how they work and, and that sort of thing too. And unfortunately, I don't really feel like we teach enough of that in schools anymore. No. But just like, you know, it's like you have to know how to like essentially like to get yourself to sleep and to, you know, take care of your body and just like a very basic human way and we don't really focus on that we're just like no we're, we're gonna make you do like four years of algebra instead which yeah, it's, i don't it's, use it's, it's it's very it's i sympathize with people because now there's so much information out there and it's a lot of it seems very conflicting because mm-hmm. different people have their specific ideologies and philosophies about things but um i like to kind of remove all those all those layers and just look at the very core roots of, of things and and that 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 is simply as easy as just going back throughout history and looking at what how life was before a lot of the modern technology and mm-hmm. so i found this very cool that you know around 100 years ago that people were sleeping almost 90 minutes more than we do now and it's because you know we were falling in alignment with the sun the sun was controlling our our sleep cycles when it was time to go to sleep right and now we have extended daylight because of all the um the lighting and everything around us which is not bad you know i, I love technology you know technology is allowing us to talk right now right but it's, it's just kind of losing i think we lost sight of the principles basic behaviors mm-hmm. and and now it's it's almost like we're trying to get too fancy too true sophisticated for our own good before even taking care of the fundamentals and i'm sure you all have this problem too when people sometimes are coming up to you trying to get advice and then the advice that you give them it seems very basic yeah and it was like oh that's it and it's like i think people want like this magic answer yeah they want a magic pill or magic bean that's gonna solve you know all the problems in the world my advice a lot of times for people it's like how to grow my business you guys you know, you've grown your business so much and how you do it. And I'm like, do you go outside? Yeah, do the work. It's go, just, yeah, I'm, I'm just, not even do the work. I'm like, go outside. Yeah. Because the networking thing is, is something yeah. that people always ask. And how do you guys get your business in front of all the different people? And I'm like, we, we just go outside. Me, <laughs> I, I promise you, it, it's really that simple. You take your body and physically move it out outdoors. And that's how you continue. Because that's the way business was done for generations and years and years and years it really it's yeah, not it changed really people it's easier to meet people and connect people and that's what we're doing right now but there's still something to be said about an in-person hey i'm looking at you you're looking at me let's talk about business and i trust you more because now i see you and you're a real person versus kind of a digital being on the internet in this space so people always want that one magic pill fix like how do i lose 20 pounds overnight or did it and it's like you know, eat well. Yeah. <laughs> eat less calories. Eat more. You know, like, uh, 
burn more calories than you eat or that you take in. That's generally the easiest way to lose weight and for some reason that really hurts people's feelings it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it, it's it's um you know that that i'm learning that too you know about the getting out in public more yeah and just speaking more mm-hmm. making making friendships more because i am naturally I'm, I'm an only child and so i'm very comfortable yeah you know, all my life with just reading books and being on my own and that's not how the world works. Like, if you study the really, 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 really successful people, you'll see that they have a lot of relationships, mm-hmm. really rich relationships, mm-hmm. and they didn't get to where they are by themselves. Exactly. Yeah, and we are kindred spirits because I, I am the same. I'm very introverted. I wasn't an only child, but I was an only child for seven and a half years. So, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing as being an only child. Like, I was like a like sibling slash parent hybrid to my younger brothers. Um, and I just love to like be at home and read, but it's funny because, you know, I ha- always have Angelica in my face being like, go outside, go outside. And it's so true because every time I go to an event or I speak at an event or anything like that, I end up with like all these clients after and it's just like, wow, it's really this si-. like, so you simple. know, it's like, it's so simple. <laughs> like you go to one event and you get three clients and then like you spend, you know, that amount of money in like advertising on Facebook. Yeah, it's and like if, if I'm online and I'm you know every day putting out content, it's like it's not the same instantaneous um, you know connection with clients as if I, when I just go and meet them in person. It's like I've never. I honestly can say that I've never gone to an event where I haven't. Even if I didn't book them that day, I booked them sometime after the event. Yeah. Every event, and so I'm like, I wish I was better at making myself go outside more. I'm working on it, you know, but it's, it's so true. It's just like, it's, it's the simple basic things that we now have overcomplicated in life. And it's getting back to basics makes a big difference. I think in business and health and fitness and nutrition, you know? Yeah. We just, you know, keep all this simple. Like, you know, that's the, you know, one of the reasons I named my company, the art of fitness and life is because, you know, fitness is succeeding in fitness is the same principles as succeeding in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, that that I resonate with that so much. But when you when you're talking about going to events and stuff, and I don't even know why I don't do it as much because I my, I've had really good friendships come out of just going to events. Um, some of the best people that I've worked with have came from starting in person, mm-hmm. meeting them in person, and forging that relationship as opposed to um, the digital world. And I, I think. You know, the digital world is very enticing because you see, oh, just hang out at your computer, make yeah. content, and, and make money. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and you know, I, I, you know, I write for some pretty big magazines, mm-hmm. and I will tell you still that pe- meeting people in person has brought me a lot more value in terms of like clients and stuff mm-hmm. than than just writing for the magazines. The magazines help with name recognition, but as far as like immediate dividends. Nothing beats face-to-face meeting people that way. I agree. So what are some of the benefits of hiring you to help implement limitless energy? And how can that be transformative to someone's business life? Yeah, so hypothetically, you're a person that, you know, you want to move at a faster pace in life. And you want to operate with the edge over your competition. But, and you want to go to the next level, but you just can't take it to the next level yet. And oftentimes, because you know, there's an energy problem, 
and that's where I come in. And with these people, they want to not only thrive in their business, but they also want to have more than enough energy for their most important relationships in life. Um, It doesn't need to be either or when it comes to that. I believe you can have it all. Or um, I've been saying now since um, I saw Black Panther that I want the throne. Yes. 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 Wakanda forever. Yes. I've I've been saying that. Like, I want the throne. I want it all. And so that's the way, um, and I believe we can have that by implementing the right systems. And, uh, and so that's what I do. And I do that, like I said, through a very systematic approach. We address a number of areas and basically turn your health and fitness into a um, well-to-well machine. And um, it's nothing like just here's a workout plan and that's it. You know, we, I go fairly deep because I love details. And I love tracking things because um, I, I don't like randomness or just guessing on why things work or why things don't work. So I'm a, I'm a little different from, I guess, a um, typical fitness professional because I've, I've been around the block for a while. Yeah, I definitely love that and anything that has to do with Black Panther. Amen. Right. Look, so Julian, I wanted to ask, how do you implement the practices that you have for your clients in your business? Because it's still an online business. You're still doing a lot of one-on-one coaching and that can be tiring. I mean, especially as an introvert, I'm sure your energy needs to be replenished and you have to set aside blocks of time after doing coaching sessions to just kind of replenish yourself. So I would love to hear just from your point of view, how implementing your own practices has really helped you sustain your business. Yeah. So I, um, I have a personal philosophy. I, um, I took some time to really write out my end game. So I know my end game at the very end, whenever that time comes, I know what I'm working toward and I, I, I know how the life I want set up. And so now that I know that I can basically pay, play Tetris with, um, throwing in blocks of time. So for me, I have rules. So one of my first rules is I need at least two, three hours of just for Julian time. Mm-hmm. And so during that time I study. So I, I read, a lot of that is reading, so I basically read or study for two, three hours a day. Um, then I need to exercise. I like working out almost every day. Um, it's not intense because it's not like I don't kill myself because I go so frequently. But movement helps my mood the most. Mm-hmm. I, I found that a lot. So like just moving and sweating a little bit really helps my mood. And so um, with that, and then um, I don't have too many calls set up on each day so it's not like a full day of calls all the time so it's just like a small block or so and you know talking to people it can be tiring but it's also energizing when you see that they're making strides with getting the results they want because mm-hmm. oftentimes for me and a lot of people I work with they're not necessarily coming to me because they just simply want to get toned arms they they are really trying to make some kind of impact in the world and they need to feel better they need energy to do that to really show up as them as their best self so hearing like that their relationships are going well or hearing that like hey i'm making these tries in my business that really kind of fires me up and gets me juiced so um i'm going all kinds of way on this question <laughs> no so, that's um, awesome yeah so basically basically you know simply put is 
I have basically principles that I've already written for myself. And so I, I know myself, I'm very self-aware and I live, I um, have to have those things in my day. I put those things in first and foremost before anyone else. So it's almost like I'm being very selfish because then I know that I'm going to be able to show up to the world as my best self and be most present. Yeah, I love that. You have to fill your own cup before you start pouring in other people. So I think that's a really important lesson. So we love to give our listeners um, actionable things that they can actually go out into the world and do. So what are three things that listeners can do right now to help prioritize their health? Okay, so these might be a little, I guess, different than probably what someone in the health field would say. That's fine. (laughs) But number one, I would say is create a personal philosophy so you so you can aggressively navigate life with it. And what I mean by that is like, think of your end game. So why are you doing what you're doing? And building on that, what type of person do you need to become to get that end game? What kind of health do you need to, what kind of health do you need to get that? What are the habits and traits and characteristics of someone who's going to live like that with that future end game? And the reason why you have those questions is because you see that the habits that you're doing now most likely are not going to lead you to where you ultimately want to be. And to me, what that does is that creates urgency and it makes it bigger than just about, Oh, I have to cook my meals today. It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to meal prep today because like I'm trying to change the world. I'm trying to change the world. And so, I need to be at my most healthiest self. So, like, I'm going to sacrifice the social media tonight so I can go to sleep an hour earlier so I can wake up ready to hit the ground tomorrow. And so that's why I said have your personal philosophy to know why you're doing things. And you won't ever need to rely on, like, inspirational quotes or anything like that because you'll have all the motivation you need when you review that each and every morning. Mm -hmm. And number two is a developmental and emotional playbook and so for me I I have no problems admitting that at one point I was very mentally soft and emotionally fragile meaning I was very sensitive and triggered because I did I I grew up in a I grew up in a suburbs and so I never really had to experience failure and a lot of um, resistance Um, I had luckily I had parents that helped me out with that but the problem is when I became an entrepreneur and even back in the medical school days I didn't know how to handle resistance and failure when it came. And so redefine a lot of the beliefs that you have. So one for me is like failure. So I have this affirmation. I tell myself that there's no such thing as failure. Failure is only feedback. And I only fail when I quit. And there's a lot of those. And we each have different mental, I like to call them, let's say, we we have different loops that go in our head throughout the day of self-doubt and whatever. And whatever those are, write those out and and then redefine them in a new way. So like somebody can say, I don't have time to work out, you know, redefine that. I have time to work out. My health is my highest priority because blank and blank, because I want to be there for my family down the road. I want to be there for my kids down the road, such and such and such. And so, because if you don't have control of your mental and emotional world, you can have the best strategies, the best diet plan, the best business plan. You're eventually going to self-sabotage yourself. 
and you're eventually going, you're placing an invisible ceiling on yourself. So definitely take hold of your mental and emotional world. And number three is go to sleep and wake up <laughs> around the same time. So um, simple enough, but I, I understand on the weekends, you might want to save a little later. So I like to have a stand, you know, have a deviation of one to two hours, but I would go more or less over that when it comes to um, your awake and sleep times, just because you, you keep your body in a natural, you keep your body in a better rhythm and alignment. And so when it comes time to sleep, it's easier and you're not going to fall into a sleep debt because a lot of times people Monday through Thursday, they're getting maybe seven or let's do it this way on the weekend you stay out you stay up a little later so your sleep time is short so now you're only getting maybe six hours or so but then when it comes to the week and you're trying to go back to sleep at that same time it's going to be more difficult because you're used to going to sleep maybe at midnight because what you do on the weekend but then during the week you need to go to sleep at 10 and so you can't fall asleep at 10 you fall asleep at midnight but you have to wake up earlier to get you do work and you're creating that sleep debt and you're not going to be able to show up at your best self so that's why that going to sleep and waking up at the same time is important and for the statistical geeks out there um, <laughs> Fitbit did a study uh, maybe a few months ago they analyzed a lot of data and the number one thing that all the scientists over there came up with was that going to sleep and waking up at the same time is most important that's Awesome. And also, like, the words sleep debt are so awesome. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm just going to use sleep debt to, like, just describe my whole life. I've just been in sleep debt this whole time. I'm not in, like, financial debt, but I am in sleep debt all the time. I like to think of it like, you know, and then you try to pay it back on the weekend. It's kind of like paying back a little shark. And I've been trying to pay that it back is, for 28 years. That is literally my husband on the weekends. He's <laughs> like, he won't sleep as much during the week, and then on the weekends he wants to like stay a whole bunch. Oh, and, yeah, and I'm sleep. just like, well, and he wants to stay, and yeah. I'm like, we, I can't do this. Like, I need to go to bed. Like, yeah. I'm tired. Have a good night. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's it, like I said, it's after you get used to sleeping for maybe like five six hours a night, you get used to it, and it becomes normal. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's good for you still. It just becomes <laughs> normal because the human body is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I like to remind people that there's a difference between just existing and thriving. And so, you know, our brains can play tricks on us to say, oh, you're okay sleeping five, six hours. You're okay. You're fine. And your body's just gotten accustomed to that, but it's still not optimal for your for your health overall. And so uh, you don't have to sleep eight hours tonight. There's, that's kind of a myth. Um, when I, when we talk, when I talk to clients about sleep, we look at it in cycles. So... We do 90 minute cycles. The average sleep cycle for a person is 90 minutes. So we try to get five of those at night. That's, let's see, 90. Yeah, that's, that's seven and a half hours. So that's usually the goal. Get 35 of those a week. That's the baseline goal. Now, some nights things come up. And so what we do sometimes is maybe you get six hours this night, but you know, try to find another way to get a cycle in at some other time during the week. So maybe that's taking a nap and then you still get that 35 um, cycles in for a week. So it's not just being super rigid because you still got to have fun. So like I, I, I like to have fun 
a little bit. A little bit. I love that you break it down into cycles, too, because I think that that's something people that are very, like, goal-driven um can kind of look at look at it that way and be like all right like this is exactly how many cycles i need to get instead of you know just like the typical random hour guessing um not that i need that help because i like i have no problem like eight hours sign me up sounds great thanks (laughs) yeah and the reason why you do that is because you want to wake up in a in a in a perfect world you want to wake up at the end of the cycle yeah you You just maybe notice that sometimes when you wake up you're like all groggy and just like mad at the world and everything and mm-hmm. it's oftentimes it's really difficult to wake up and it's oftentimes because you're in the middle of like a, a sleep you're in the middle of your cycle mm. and you might have been like in a deep sleep at, at that portion of your sleep cycle and you woke up and so that's why it's a little more difficult so we try to do our best yeah we're trying to, to every day so that's why like you know i give myself eight hours i give myself 30 minutes to sleep so i in a perfect world I have eight hours blocked out to go to sleep, and then hopefully I get seven and a half. Yeah, that's. I think that's probably what I like actually get because again, it takes me about you know ten fifteen minutes to fall asleep, and then now I honestly often wake up before my alarm, um, but not like way before it, just like a few minutes before it, and then I'll I'll track the time and I'll be like, oh okay, I can actually get up. Um, but I'm one of those people like I do not wake up tired. I used to. I do not wake up tired now. I don't drink coffee, you know, any of that stuff. So sleep is it just it's it's just the best. I love sleep. <laughs> I can't say enough good things about it. Well, that's a, that's an indication that that you're that you, that you're doing really good because you really shouldn't need an alarm clock to wake you up. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say so, I haven't had an alarm yeah. clock, you know. So that's 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 really good on your part. So that that's a very good indication that you're not. In a, like a huge sleep debt or anything like you're getting plenty of rest for your lifestyle yeah and like we have one because you know my husband's a teacher so god forbid he ever yeah. oversleep like that would not be a good situation he'd be he'd have a you know a whole bunch of fifth graders waiting outside his classroom um just not able to learn that day so it's a it's still a safety precaution to have it but i'm like i he and he normally gets up after it but i normally get up before it and start getting ready so yeah Awesome. So are there any brands or businesses that you're inspired by right now? I usually look at individuals yeah. as a brand. And, and that's, that's kind of like what I've studied. And mm-hmm. I like, like people like Kobe Bryant. It's very impressive to me um, how he was able to, with ease, kind of move over and into this creative field now. He left basketball to do this creative thing and so now he has a new business there. Um, one of my role models of, big time, of all time is like Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. And I know he he's really big on interior designing and stuff. And so I, I, I like how people don't confine themselves in a box. Mm-hmm. And like they're known for one thing, but they've leveraged that to do other things. And so that that is inspiration to me because um, there's a lot of things I'd like to do and a lot of things that I might look into. You know, but, you know, health and fitness is like my hub, my hub spot, but I can um, branch out into other things. Um, as far as like a, a company, I always like companies that, that like, like Tom's where you buy something and then they, yeah. they, they give, they give um, a pair of shoes to people. Mm-hmm. I, I like those kind of companies. And so um, I don't know too many like health inspired places, but I think that would be cool. And, you know, to buy meals and then provide meals for people as well. So um, that, that's really cool. 
Yeah, I wish that there there should be more um, that are health based because that would be fantastic. So, yeah, so that's the idea for me later on. Maybe yeah, I I think that you'd be great at it. I think it'd be you know a really good fit for you. So tell our listeners some of the things that you're working on and what we can look forward uh, to seeing from you coming up in the next few months. Yeah, um, I think hopefully I'm going to start a podcast. Ooh. Um, so it's um, I was nervous about it, but I, I think it's I think it's a powerful medium just to you know help help people and inspire people. Um, not I know not everyone like reads long form content a lot anymore because they're they're busy and on the go so to just I guess to also feel a creative itch I, I kind of get bored if I just if all I'm doing is just writing and coaching so I kind of want to try new things so I think I'm, I'm the podcast is probably going to happen um, and it, um, it'll be different because I'm, I'm really into like music and philosophy so a lot of times I get a lot of my ideas from lyrics and songs and from different philosophers and then I just tie it into health and performance so I think we'll do something like that I think that's the big thing yeah I think that that's awesome it's it's a great medium I really love it um and I feel like there's it's growing and there's still so much space for like creative content in podcasting so it's definitely a good place to be at yeah and and you know also I I want more people who look like me to kind of be on these platforms. True. Exactly. That is exactly why so, we started this podcast. Yep. So we can definitely uh, yeah. relate. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. Like, um, I, I, th- I just think it's better to show a broader way of, of, of possibilities mm-hmm. of, of, of what you can do and everything or cause, um, I don't know. I feel sometimes a lot in my industry, it's just very, pretty Instagram pictures and there's nothing wrong with that you know that's that's helpful because that is motivating to people but um I that's the thing why I really pursued a lot of the magazines that write for us because I want to show there's options there's different ways you can go about doing things and, and such well that makes me really excited you'll have to send us your podcast information when you start so we can drop that for our listeners truth well, thank you thank you it'll, it'll be a little bit so uh, that's uh, fine then people have something to look forward to i think i'm gonna do it though so um i was um i guess at times i think i do you ever tell yourself when you started um you have all these crazy scenarios in your head like man what if i sound weird on the microphone or you know um I don't know. It's just a lot of things. Did you have any fears when you all started? Um, I hated my voice for, I mean, I still do now. Uh, but yeah, it was bad. I think the first, if you go back and listen to our first episode, I'm pretty sure you could probably hear my voice shaking, right? I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. Like I was a mess and I mean, it wasn't like a crazy setup or anything. So I don't understand what my issue was. It was just the two of us you know, and we were just sitting in my We didn't even have mics. We just really yeah, didn't yeah, we didn't even have yeah. So it wasn't yeah. even like mics. We didn't have headphone, you know, the headsets or anything. It was just talking to the computer. But I was, and it was, I was acting as if it was live, and it's not. And I was really freaking out. So like, you can hear like my voice shake probably that first whole episode. And then I used to listen back to the episodes. Thank God Angelica edits them because I don't think I could because I would just delete every part that it's my voice. I'd be like, I can't deal with this. Um, but I, I used to listen to every single episode just to, you know, make sure that we we're constantly improving and things like that. And, yeah. you know, but I had to just honestly stop because I, 
Like, I'm better with my voice, but it's just, it's, it's not, the way that I sound is not what I, I think that I, in my mind, I sound like very cool. And then I hear myself and I was like, wow, that's, that's disappointing. Yeah. Because to me, I think I sound like very, unfortunately, proper and like, same, same monotone when I talk. And I, I, I don't want to sound that way. Yeah, you definitely don't sound monotone. You, you are proper, but that, I think that's yeah good for podcasting. I think you actually have a really great voice for yeah, podcasting. Yeah, you perfect. do sound proper. I sound very proper, but I sound like a proper little girl. Um, <laughs> and that's like, I feel like I want to sound like, you know, like a boss-ass woman, and that is not what I sound like. But in my mind, that's what I sound like. So when I hear myself, I'm just like, what? Like, it's very shocking for me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, nothing wrong with being proper, I guess. But yeah. uh, and I'm excited to have a new podcast to listen to in the future. So yes, please. Yeah, put do it, it out there. Do it. Don't let don't let fear hold you back. Nothing bad can no, happen. That's why I said it publicly because now it's out there now. Yeah, yeah it's out exactly. there. Can't go back. It's out there. So, Can't go back. We'll be waiting cause, for it. Because that's one of the reasons why I um. So when it comes to motivation, like I, I know certain things. Like if I tell someone that I'm going to do something, mm-hmm. that kind of forces me to do it. And yep. So I kind of like that. So that kind of pressure. Same. Completely agree. For any procrastinators out there, maybe telling a few people who you know will hold you accountable Mm -hmm. or something or will say something to you is a good idea for um, getting some stuff done. Truth. Agreed. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. We took tons of notes. We learned a ton. I know that our listeners are going to love this episode, and we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And like I said, if any of your listeners have any kind of questions about anything, truth hit julian up he'll he'll get you to sleep (laughs) all right thank you julian thank you